The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Welcome to episode 29 of TGIC Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. And today we will be talking about a pretty interesting case, and that is the abduction of Jessica Gutierrez. But before we begin, I want to talk to you a bit about something exciting that we will be debuting along with our 30th episode next week. Because it's already crazy enough that we have a 30th episode. No, yeah, what the heck? That means we've been doing this for 30 weeks, if not more, because we somehow spent like two months researching our first episode. Yeah, we skipped weeks and it's been been a long time. This has been a crazy journey. We're glad that you guys have been here with us. Oh my god, I love that you're saying something like uber cheesy, but then you're saying it in like your like sarcastic voice, and I like, it's so, (laughs) it's so like going in so many directions there. Yeah, so anyway, our little exciting news is that we will be launching a Patreon. You guys have been, like, showing some interest in that, and, like, you know, Izzy and I are showing some interest in that because we want to have some really unfiltered conversations with you guys. I mean, yeah, we do it enough anyway, but, like, you know, and like we want to give more. Yeah, exactly, and some, like, non-true crime-related conversations. And, like, book recommendations. You guys have said a lot about that. AMA is, like, we want to do it all. Plus, um, over the summer, Izzy and I are just going to be out of town a lot and, like, very inconveniently at different times. It's, like, literally, we will be in town, like, the first week of summer, I'll be gone for two weeks, then we'll be together for, like... A day? Like, a day, and then Jillian will be gone for two weeks. Oh, and the worst part is, we're literally going to the same place. Just, just at, at different, different times. Like, Isn't that so inconvenient? So inconvenient. Yeah. So anyway, because of that, we're moving to an every other week uploading schedule for the summer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you guys don't want to totally, like, have to wait every two weeks, because, I don't know, that might suck for you guys. I don't really know how you feel. But <laughs> if you guys don't want to wait every other week, we, you can subscribe to our Patreon, and we will have mini episodes being released on the opposite weeks or the weeks that we won't have a new episode yeah so you'll be getting an episode like every single week instead of just every other week and those will be like special little episodes yeah and some of them will be true crime some of them won't and it'll be a lot of fun so you know subscribe plus i think it's super cute i came up with this but like we're gonna have two different tiers based on like what kind of stuff you get and our like lower level tier is gonna be called tgic bestie and then the other one's tgic bff Oh my god. And I'm obsessed because, you know, I'm a child still. Yeah, no. It's freaking awesome. We're children. (laughs) And I mean, like, we're just so happy to launch us and to be like, I don't know, like, this just, this is exciting. It's so exciting for us. So we will give you guys more details on that, like, over the next week or so. And especially in our next episode, we will be giving a ton of details on how you can sign up. But if you really are dying to ask more questions about it and or launching and whatever, which we will not be launching this week. It will be next, next week. week. But if you have any questions, feel free to email us. Our email is teengirlsinvestigatecrime at gmail.com. But, yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah. And we wanted to let you know, give you some insight, I guess. I don't know. So let's just get started with today's episode. So Jessica Suzanne Gutierrez was born on December 3rd of ni- er, 1981, and she was four years old at the time of her disappearance in 1986. Her nickname was Jessie, and she lived in Lexington, South Carolina. 
She lived in a mobile home with her two sisters, a brother, her mom, Deborah, and literally up until like a few days before her disappearance, she also lived with her mom's boyfriend. They had just recently broken up because he had like a whole bunch of alcohol and like abusive issues and stuff. So we like moved out after they broke up. So he kind of just sucks and we'll talk about that more later. Um, Her biological father lived in California, and they didn't really have a relationship after him, and her mother divorced in 1983 when Jesse was only about two years old. So, like, she really just did not know this guy. Yeah. And, unfortunately, this is just kind of where her background, like, ends, because she was four years old. Yeah, like, you don't have anything about her in school, about her, like, with friends, like, activities, nothing. No, literally nothing. Her family and her little home, that's, like, her whole life, which is, like, really sad. That is really sad. Like, that makes me really sad. Like, I always wish I could get more background on people. There's only so much you can find, and in this case, this is it. Yeah, this is it. That's so sad. That's horrible. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to get into the timeline. So, June 5th of 1986 was, like, the last full day that um, Jessie had with her family. So, like, the entire day leading up to the abduction was totally normal. The family worked in the garden for a while outside of their mobile home and then went inside Did and made... Did you just made... say mobile? Yeah, mo- mo- mobile. I didn't, know, I didn't know people really said that. That's really cute. I didn't know was people that, said that. Was that the... I literally say European pronunciations and spellings for everything. No, that's like, okay, so I was like, in acting, they just made us do a voice acting unit, and we just did a whole bunch of stuff with British accents, and that is like what I was told to say. Now, I don't know if that's a correct pronunciation, or if this is just what my acting teacher tried to tell me, but they were like mobile. Oh, well, apparently I'm half British, because also I posted a TikTok like three months ago where I spelled fairy wrong. Like, five times. How did you spell fairy? I spelled it F-A-I-R-I-E, and my phone didn't correct it because it's the European spelling. You thought that's how fairy was spelled? Yes, because clearly in my past life I was British. Okay, but you were educated in America. Yeah, and I also spelled favorite wrong. Oh, my God. And color wrong half the time. Izzy, you're broken. Yeah. You have some sort of special dictionary. I have, like, special dictionary British versus English. Okay. Anyways, they went inside and made sandwiches for lunch and they were like BLTs. I don't know why this story is just like <laughs> makes me so sad. <laughs> like every source you see they talk about this cuz their mom talked about it a lot and well, how it's normal like really the day sad. was. Usually, usually you don't look at the whole like last day or whatever before yeah. something bad happens. And this is just so detailed. Like they had a nice day in the garden, they went inside and they had BLTs. Like that's so descriptive. Yeah, and actually before Jessie went to sleep, she asked her mom if she could paint her nails for her, which she did. And then Jessie actually requested to sleep in her mom's bed, which she actually did quite often. Oh, yeah, she was like four. Yeah, like sense. I used to do that when I was little too. But her older brother had a really bad ear infection, so he was going to sleep in her mom's bed that night. And, like, I hate to say it, but maybe, like, we wouldn't be having a podcast episode about her right now if she had slept in her mother's bed that I know, night. that's so dark, but, like, it's like, kind of true. It's no one's fault. No one at all. Known. And, like, her brother was sick. Like, it's not yeah, like he kids just are just supposed priority. to be safe in their bedroom. Yeah. And, I mean, not to mention... Um, Jessie actually slept in a room with her, like, two sisters, and one of which she shared a bed with, and she actually ended up going to sleep at around 11.30, 12 that night, which, may I say, is really late. 
That's really late. Like, I went to bed at, like, 12.30 last night, and I was exhausted when I woke up this morning. I went to bed at 10 o'clock last night, like, on the dot. The only time I ever go to sleep late is if I'm working and they force me to stay there. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't just be like, no, I'm out. I have to go to the bed at, like, a child's bedtime, but... No, that was... That's literally... Jillian and I were, like, old women. No. It's kind of horrible. I have to go to sleep <laughs> early. Like, I'm not someone who can go to bed at 3 a.m. I go to sleep at 10.30, latest, like, 11, 11.30. Exactly. And I wake up at, like, 6.30 in the morning. I know. I just... I, I have love waking up early. You know, like... It's just the earth is so still in the morning. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I need to go to bed early. How is this girl going to bed at like almost midnight? And she's four. When I was four, I think I went to bed when it was still light outside. My bedtime was like eight. I remember when I was in like kindergarten, before like whatever time of year it is that it gets stays light out later. Summer? Yeah, like summer time and but like not summer. It was like after school went back, I guess. But like mm. we go back in August, so it was super early. Yeah. But I literally remember going to bed and it was still fucking light outside. <laughs> I went to bed at like seven thirty and it was still light outside. No, like I literally remember one time I was watching T V in my parents' room when I was really little and my bedtime was like eight thirty, I think. And I was watching, like, TV, and my mom was, Izzy, five more minutes, and then you have to go to sleep. And I was like, why? And then I was watching TV for five more minutes, but the thing was, it was Disney Channel. So there were, like, ten minutes of commercials. And I was watching commercials for five minutes, and then my mom made me go to sleep. Oh, my God. And it ma- I, I still remember that. That's, like, I don't remember a lot of parts of my childhood, <laughs> but I remember that. I had to go to bed so early that I couldn't even watch the Disney Channel shows that came on at 8 o'clock. And every Friday night, I had to record Jesse and watch it, like, oh at 6 a.m. on Saturday and morning. And Sweet Life on Deck also came out late. Yeah. It wasn't even late. It was just I couldn't watch it then. So I had to record it and watch it the next morning. And, you know, ever since, I just go to bed early and wake up early. Yeah, I mean, it's the routine. It's it's the grind life. <laughs> Anyways, in the few hours after she fell asleep, an unknown intruder... This is such a horrible transition. I'm so sorry. Yeah, really? We're just like, but... Disney Channel! <laughs> an, an, intru- an, un- an unknown intruder came into the Gutierrez home through the living room window and then went into the girl's bedroom and snatched little Jessie out of her bed. Oh my god. Yeah. And the other girl was in the bed with her. I feel in like the I've bed heard, with her. I feel like I've heard another case that was so similar to this. No, no, no. Same here. I can't quite remember what it was, but that a girl was, like, kidnapped out of her bed where her and her but sister she both slept. Yeah. Like, that's so dark. How do... Okay, also, how do you pick which one to take? You're just like, eeny, meeny, miny, No, I, like, I feel like that's, like, a legitimate question to ask. Do you go in there wanting one, or do you, like... Pick. Oh, you get you get to pick now. There's three of them in there, and then there's two right right there. Yeah, like how do you, how do you pick whichever one is horrible. like closest to the window? Well, he came in through the living room. Oh, so like ew, he was like walking around the house. Well, I mean, it was creeping around the house. Yeah, it wasn't, that big, yeah, it wasn't but, that big. Like, still, yeah. Ugh. And the next morning, which was June six, her mother awoke to Rebecca like screaming from the kitchen, asking for cereal. Oh. Um, such a mood um (laughs) and when she like walked out to the living space she was shocked to see her front door open everything in disarray throughout the house there were ripped curtains in the living room and her daughter's bedroom was littered with papers yet lacking her daughter jesse but rebecca just wanted some fucking cereal yeah she wanted some cereal she's like hey mom get out of bed you lazy ass bitch and get me some cereal (laughs) 
And this was like 9 a.m. Like, oh my god. <laughs> this is killing me a no, little bit. No, literally, like her daughter is like yelling at her for cereal. Jesse's like not here, but you know, get me some fucking Cheerios this instant. <laughs> this instant right now. Like, like you sleep <laughs> with your sister in your bed. Like, how did. Okay, anyway. And she was the older sister. This yeah. The older sister. <laughs> the older sister. And Deborah, like, was like, wait where's my daughter and was like running around the house frantically searching for her and when she couldn't find her anywhere she asked Rebecca if she had seen anything and her daughter responded quote she's gone the man with the magic hat and the beard took her last night Santa Claus or like Gandalf I don't fucking know (laughs) who's Gandalf Gandalf from Lord of the Rings I've never seen those movies Izzy's having a moment of silence because I've never seen those. Yeah. I don't know, like, literally our tastes are so different. Like, she made me watch Twilight the other day and I fell asleep. And it slept. Okay, I was asleep too, though. I slept for, like, a whole ass hour and I'd watched, like, an hour before and then I watched, like, an hour after I woke up. I don't know how those movies are so fucking long. Because they're amazing, masterful art pieces. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. She's gone. The man with the magic beat hit in the hat. Took yeah. It. Okay, what? Okay. Um, and then her mom uh, wait, was like... Wait, but you know what that reminds me of? Do you remember in, like, Shrek, the third one, when he goes to get that, like... It was, like, Fiona's cousin, but then he's with that, like, wizard guy? I think that's, like, a whole other thing. It's, like... Rumpelstiltskin? No, that was number four. What oh is that God. guy's name? You know what I... He goes... Because it was, like, his... Fiona's cousin was, like, Arthur the something, rather. But then there was, like, his wizard guy. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, my about. God, what is... Hold on. We're pausing for a Google search. Wizard. Oh, also, by the way, Shrek 2 is on HBO Max now. <gasps> no. I, I meant to text you. I, I realized that like a month ago. Shrek 2 is elite. Um, Shrek 2 is the best. Wizard from Shrek. Shrek. I'm so... This episode is full of freaking tangents. I'm sorry. I'm having so much fun. That guy. That guy. What is his name? See, Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, but that's not who I'm talking about. Who? Merlin. Merlin. Yeah, Duh. Merlin's like an actual guy. Yeah. Well, not, like, an actual, um, actual guy, but, like, that's, like, a real thing. But that's yeah. what I'm, like, picturing, this Merlin guy. Yeah. And, I mean, like, Deborah like, was, like, what the, what the hell? Why <laughs> did you not tell me this earlier? And, like, apparently Rebecca had awoken in the night to a man entering her room and scooping up her sister from her bed, somehow not waking her in the process, and just, like, putting her over his shoulder and then leaving. leaving? He literally walked out the front door. And when her mom was, like, clearly, like, kind of irritated, she was like, why didn't you wake me up? Why didn't you scream? Why didn't you do anything? Like, Rebecca said that she was so scared that she was, like, paralyzed with fear. Like, like, she she doesn't even remember falling asleep because she was so scared. I feel bad for Rebecca because clearly this is, like, traumatizing or whatever. Yeah, but, but, like, she kind of sucks butt for not reporting anything. No, and she was up in the morning asking for cereal. The least you can do is report that your sister was taken by Merlin. Exactly. Like, just say, okay, I'll have my cereal, but, like, give me one minute to tell you the story about how my sister was kidnapped out of our bed. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. And then she walks into the living room of the trailer and is like, oh, wow, there's papers everywhere. My dog is walking around like there's something wrong, and the front door's (laughs) open. I want some cereal. Like, I'm sorry, Rebecca. I'm sure that you have some residual guilt of this. Yeah, or like, we're not victim blaming. Well, she's anything. not the victim. And she's not the victim. But, like, but Rebecca, get your shit come together. on. Like, what? Come on. Okay. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about theories now because 
there's got to be some theories when Marlon freaking abducts a four-year-old girl out of her bed. So let's get started. Um, so the first suspect is a man named David Romero Gutierrez Ruiz, which is Jessica's biological father. So there was a theory that Jessica's dad came back into the picture to kidnap her and take her to Mexico. So okay. he'd actually like threatened this when him and Deborah had originally divorced like a few years ago. And due to, like, the weird relationship between him and his ex-wife and, like, the kids and stuff, I'm, like, assuming that there's just other weird violent stuff and whatever, and, like... Yeah, so like, So, him hinting about, like, him hinting about, like, kidnapping mm-hmm. is, like, not... I guess, like, that was, like, a thing at the time, so it kind of made sense as a theory. Yeah. However, he's been totally out of the picture ever since, and he just had no relationship with her, so, like, why would you come kidnap her? Yeah, exactly, and there's, like, nothing that we know of had happened between him and Deborah in the time in between, so there's, like, no motive, really. Yeah, like, he was just gone. Like, he was pissed at the time, but, like, what was he gonna do now? Like, he didn't even know this girl. Like, it was two years later, too. Exactly. So, he also just lived across the country in California, and, like, I feel like it'd be pretty easy to find out if he was there at the time. Yeah. So, like, you could just figure that out. And he was, like, looked into, investigated, whatever, but it was just ultimately decided that it was a non-familial abduction due to the fact that it just wouldn't make sense because there was no evidence. Yeah, and the evidence that was there was just not, didn't line up with like, if it, familial abductions. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's possible, but, like, you're not going to usually make a mess, I guess, if you're breaking in to take your own kid. Yeah, and you're not going to do it in the middle, like... You no, would pick her up from like, preschool and be like, I'm her... You know what I mean? Like, it's that's, possible. I mean, it, there's there's different ways that it can happen. But again, why take her and not the older one that you had more of a relationship with? Yeah, like, that's... It's off to me. Plus, you would definitely know where and, like, someone... Like, there, there's, like, flights and blah, 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 and, like, rental cars. There's, yeah. there's evidence to track all this traveling that would be in this situation. Exactly. Um, I'm going to get on to another theory, which was the Deborah's the Deborah no Deborah's ex-boyfriend so it was like nameless yeah we literally don't know his name but Deborah and her ex-boyfriend actually broke up with each other just days before the abduction and this is a scumbag who was like an alcoholic and he was abusive and apparently verbally emotionally and physically and I mean obviously they decided to break off the relationship mm-hmm. and to this day Deborah actually believes that he's the one who kidnapped her daughter And she even believes... Okay, this is crazy. But she even believes that he knew the man that we'll be talking about in the next theory. And her ex denies this. However, she, like, is a firm believer that they had met before and carried out the abduction, like, in spite of her. Ooh, weird. And, like, honestly, I kind of get where the series is coming from for multiple reasons. First off, her ex was abusive. And since she had broken off the relationship just, like, days prior to the disappearance... It's possible that the violence escalated and was more of an act of revenge, I guess. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you usually assume that it was a closer family member, especially if they have a motive, like in this case. Yeah, like if you can't prove that it was like a a parent, usually it's going to be someone who's like a close friend. Like Exactly. You always start closest to the victim. Yeah. In most cases, it is always someone that you know. Yeah. Which sucks. And, however, like, the police believe that it was more of a random act than, like, familial or, like, relationship-based. And, I mean, the guy was a total doucher. Let's just be honest. Like, this guy sucked. (laughs) And, like, I get this, but at the same time, I feel like this isn't really possible. Because if he was her boyfriend, why would he, like, go through all the trouble breaking in when he probably had a key? 
or like knew how to get in without breaking in. Yeah. And then and also even if he the didn't little kid, you're right, he probably would know how to yeah. get in. Yeah. And the little kid didn't recognize him and she was awake. Yeah. That's a good point. And if she she was able to observe all this stuff, but like okay, also, she said a beard. Yeah. Like I'm assuming this guy did not have a beard and a magic hat. Yeah, I mean, magic hat's a little hard to prove, but, like, a beard, like... Yeah, like, that's kind of specific. If you got... Plus, a beard would be something you have to grow out, right? So... It couldn't have happened in a few days. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, this honestly reminds me of the case we talked about last week, because, like, the kids... I feel like a lot of the times, kids... Especially since... Okay. The thing is, since the kid was older, like, I'm assuming she was around, like, Six, seven. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Um, she, like, most likely didn't make this up. I mean, she was probably, like, half asleep, but, like, she didn't make this up. It doesn't make sense to make it up. And also, like, she was telling this to her mom, like, a few hours after it happened. Like, the it only wasn't... thing I can think of that would make it, like, not factual is if she just saw her sister, like, totally abducted, and she made up the features about, like, ha- him having a magic hat and a beard. To, to like, kind of, like, shield the trauma. Yeah, like... Like, Pretty Girl 13 moment right there. Yeah, like, she just kind of, like, created that, like, scenario to hide the fact that her sister was kidnapped right in front of her. She made it seem like, oh, this lovely wizard man is taking my sister now. Yeah, and, like, scooping her away. Like, I I feel like that could be It could t- just be, be like a, a trauma, yeah, cover what you said yeah okay so our final theory is the creepy family friend theory so there was this dude who lived in the area and was like acquaintances slash friends with the family and he's just like a super weird and creepy guy so this theory kind of just originated when her family suspected that someone who knew them took jessica but like it was really furthered along when deborah said it was potentially this guy so this guy like dude guy he was never named. That's why I'm keeping calling him like dude he's, guy. He's dude guy. Um, but he was never named. But we yeah, we have some basic information on him, which is a little weird. But okay, he was 27 at the time of Jessica's disappearance, and he lived in West Columbia, South Carolina, and he was also like a criminal. So a few weeks after Jessica's disappearance, this guy stole a van, drove to North Carolina, and broke into a woman's home to rape her. What? Yeah. It's like a lot of effort. That's a, that's a lot of effort. This guy sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was convicted, which is like good because he's clearly guilty. And so he was in prison. When in prison, he admits to an inmate that he was ki- he had kidnapped and killed a girl from Lexington County, South Carolina, where Jessica was from. Mm-hmm. And like, here's the little topper. He claimed he was wearing a tall cowboy hat when he kidnapped her. Like a magic hat? Yeah, but, like, also, like, why would you mention that? That's, like, weird to say, right? Some very weird detail. Like, like, and he, like that's so weird. Like, I didn't think on it too much until just now, but, like, he's, like, telling his, like, prison buddy a story. He's like, yo, he's like, man, I kidnapped and killed this little girl. He's like, I hey. did it while wearing a tall cowboy hat. He's like, hey, man, guess what? I kidnapped a little girl, and guess what? <laughs> I was wearing my cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? Like old man McGucket. <laughs> when you did that No, literally, that's totally old man McGucket. Magic you know beard. what we're talking about? Like a Gravity Falls old man McGucket. We cannot be the only people that watch Gravity Falls. There's I think a- we were. Like, I literally don't know anybody who watched really? that show. And I love community. that show. There's a whole community. That's, that's really community. where the, like, true crime yeah. thing, like, sparked from. Yeah, true. That's, like, weird. Okay. And conspiracy theory, yeah, too. exactly. Anyway, so this guy later, like, 
said that after this, he buried her at a landfill. The inmate guy was, like, reported it, and they attempted to get the guy, like, the, you know, kidnapper guy to talk, but he demanded immunity, which they were, like, you know, not, not to give him. him. Yeah. And so they investigated further by checking for remains in a landfill by her house, but they couldn't recover anything. But, like, this was some time later. I'm not quite sure how long. But, like, yeah. even if it was a month later. It would be buried. It like, would be really hard to find. And he also never specified a landfill. Yeah. Like, it could be any landfill. And that's just really general, too. Yeah, like, he lived in a whole other area. What if it was somewhere between there, like, her house and there? Like, you know, it could be, it could be any landfill. There can't be just, like, one. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a little, like, sus. Like, I don't think that really rules him out. Especially because there's also physical evidence linking him to Jessica. So, his fingerprint actually matched the one on the window of the house. What? Yeah, which is, like, big piece of evidence. And there were fibers found in his car, which Deborah actually, like, located herself. Like, she talked to some, like, friends and stuff and, like, found this guy's car and had it tested. And it actually, there was, like, fibers that matched Jessica in the car. Unfortunately, he was never charged because of insufficient evidence, Ugh. which is, like, such bullshit. Such bullshit. Like, like are you joking? Oh, my God, that sucks. Like, okay, I there's, would be, there's like... There's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of evidence. I will say, like, at first I was like, uh, maybe he was just making it up for attention because of all his, like, generalized specifics. Well, that's what I was thinking, too, because But then of, the like, DNA. Yeah, well, because I was thinking at first, like... That's, like, a really different victim type to rape yeah. a woman, but then also kidnap and kill a little girl. But then I was also thinking, because those crimes are so different, is it possible he just, like, goes around, like, helping out people to commit crimes? Like, maybe he was, like, Deborah had said that she thought her ex-boyfriend was connected to this guy. Maybe the whole, like, rape in North Carolina he was doing as, like, a favor for someone as revenge. And maybe he just does, like, criminal favors. Like a hitman, but... but like, not. Kind of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I feel like that kind of makes sense, because that would explain, like, the difference of, like... Or maybe he's just weird. Like, (laughs) the thing is, everyone's always like, oh, all killers, they're only gonna stick to the same exact victim type, they're only gonna do the same exact crime. That, I don't think that's true. Okay, but this isn't just about, it's not just about victim type, it's about, like, your actual, like, crime type. You know what I mean? He raped a woman, but then he also kidnapped and killed a little girl. Like, those but are people really say that, like, usually sex offenders, their crimes will get increasingly more violent. And especially as they get more practice and comfortable. But her disappearance and her, her supposed, like, oh, murder they came would be out of order. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying. I feel like this guy is, like, some sort of, like, hitman kind of dude. Like, for hire criminal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of make sense, though? Like, if you piece it together a little bit? It kind of makes sense. I, I could buy it. Or he's anyway, just cry. this guy just sucks. He So, he is currently <laughs> free because he was never charged, and he's a convicted sex offender. Ew. Like, why? Okay, like, I want to know this guy's name because he's, he's already in jail for something else. Like, why don't they release his name? He's already, like, it's yeah. not like they're trying to protect him. I, I don't, I really don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So... Yeah, this... That was tangent-filled episode. Yeah, really. This was the disappearance of Jessica Gutierrez. Tune in next week for our 30th episode. Bye! Bye.